previewing a big Class A matchup. Oxford Hills at Thornton Academy Saturday with a 1.30 p.m. kick with the head coach of the Oxford Hills Vikings, Mark Soren. And coach, a nail-biter last week, a battle against Gorham. You guys prevailed 9-6. to six. What does that say about your defense and their ability to uh, to shut down the Rams despite maybe some turnover issues on the other side of the ball? Well, we I mean, we believe in our defense. We're a defensive-oriented team. We've always have been, um, and they've done a great job. We've known that our front seven um, is pretty good, um, you know, and we've we have a young defensive secondary that uh, had some growing up to do versus Sanford and Bonnie Eagle, and made some mistakes against their good athletes and was a struggle, and they've gotten a lot better and improved every week. And this past week, um, you know, we the kids the, the kids defended the pass pretty well, and, you know, other than one drive, really did a good job. Uh, and even that drive was fine. They did get the fourth and goal, and they had a nice play call against us and got in the end zone. So we, you know, we feel pretty good about our defense. Atticus Thorne completed 14 of 21 passes for 251 yards against Gorham. You're apparently you're not afraid to let him, even though it's his first year starting, air the ball out when needed. I mean, what is, what, how, what do you see from his development just over the course of this season alone? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a bit of a surprise, honestly. He was the next quarterback coming after Colton, and, you know, honestly, we just didn't really know where we were at with him as far as throwing the ball goes. You know, he's a smart kid and a pretty good decision maker. So when we started, you know, working with him, and even last year when we would run, when he'd run scout team, we realized he's a pretty accurate thrower. And so I will say that this past, well, even starting with Colton, started to develop, develop more of a pass game. Um, and we knew we weren't going to have a run game with Atticus like we did with Colton as far as the quarterback running the ball. But we knew Colby was going to be a very good running back for us. And we knew we had a pretty strong um, offensive line. So, you know, that sort of has developed as, as time has gone on. He's he's at a 100-yard game every every time. And so when they went man against us, and we've got good receivers. That's the other thing was, you know, it's not just Colby. We've got you know a bunch of good weapons out there that we can use, and we thought, you know, it's no sense in, in having those guys sit there and not have the ball. So it, it's as much as getting them the ball as it is having Atticus throw. And so last week he just made some really nice throws um, against that man coverage. And the truth is they, couldn't, they really couldn't match up with us. We just turned the ball over four times. You can't. Yeah, you know, we're lucky to win the game after turning the ball over four times. So, you know, it's been nice. It's nice that we now know that we can use Atticus in that capacity and, and have him throw and feel confident um, using that part of the game plan. Yeah, one of those weapons you mentioned is Addison Brown. Seven catches, 106 yards against Gorham. Addison Brown, where's this guy come from? He, I don't think I remember him doing a whole lot last year, but this year he's having a monster season as, the, as, as Soren's main target there on offense. Uh, I mean, his growth has just been incredible as well, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, last year when we were, you know, looking at that team and we just had a lot of talented seniors and, you know, it was a coach's conversation. I remember thinking that Ty LeBlanc and Addison Brown would probably start on, on a lot of teams in the state of Maine. Um, and then they were just backups for us. And so, you know, coming up, we knew those guys could throw, could catch. You know, and Addison just has phenomenal hands. He's just made some incredible catches, and he's a great route runner, and he's athletic, and he's tall. So, 
you know, he's, I mean, he, I know, I totally understand he's coming out of nowhere um, as far as the league goes, but for us, we knew he would be a strong weapon coming up. Certainly. And then, obviously, you know, Thornton Academy, um, they're once again rolling this year, it seems like. Uh, they've maybe been not quite as dominant, but they're still 6-0. What can you tell me about what you know about Thornton and what they're bringing to the table once again this season? Well, again, they're, you know, they've, they've sort of reloaded again. Um, you know, they they lost some talented kids, but they have talented kids coming back and some returning starters. Um, they, you know, they expect to win every game. You know, they clearly are well coached. They clearly execute at a very high level. You know, they've been down in two tough games and come back, uh, three actually, come back in the third and fourth quarters to win. Um, they just, you know, as a group, you when you're in a winning program and winning culture, you understand the effort it takes to win and to do it for four quarters, and that's what, you know, we're trying to learn over here. And, you know, that's been our, our talk all week is that that team is going to expect to win, and they're going to expect to beat you, and they're going to play all four quarters for it. Um, and we need to be prepared for that. We need to be prepared for that effort level from, from them and for us. And then Saturday afternoon game versus Friday night, what's your opinion on that in terms of how you prepare and everything? Um, I mean, it, it's – you know, I, I mean, we certainly enjoy the Friday night lights. I mean, that's high school football. Yeah. Having an extra day to prepare and having an extra day to do, you know, work a little bit more on things that you you aren't able to get in, in shorter weeks is kind of nice. You know, it also, also helps your team to heal up a little bit when you get bumps and bruises. Um, and so, you know, it's just it's, I think the hardest part is actually just waiting during the day. You know, it's it's not a yeah. huge huge issue otherwise, but it's, it's waiting during that Saturday to get ready to get going. But, um, you know, it's kind of nice to have a, an extra day each week to get ready. Circling back to the Oxford Hills offense, you touched on Colby Van Decker. You knew he'd be the running back entering this year, but he's had to buy his time, right? He's a senior now, but he's had to play behind, you know, some really talented runners in the past few years, and now he's finally getting his chance, and the games I've seen, he's really made the most of it. What are your thoughts on, you know, the Ryland's younger brother making a name for himself here as as a senior. Yeah, I mean, he sure is. You know, we we um, he's he's just incredibly strong kid and tough, and he's quiet and he just does what you ask him to do. He's a great teammate, um, and he he has he has by this time. You know, last year he was behind Emerson Brown and and Parker LaFrance, and they were two excellent backs, and so he would get some, some work here and there. You know, he had an injury even his sophomore year with a foot injury later in the year. And so he's put in his time, um, and he's been incredibly dedicated in the off season. And you can tell, you know, he's tough to bring down. He's just a tough running kid. And he's not unlike Ryland. Um, you know, Ryland was also that sort of tough running back kid. Um, you know, Colby, we worked with him a little bit to cut more open spaces. He likes to run into things. So we're like, let's, let's run around some things here. And he's done a, a great job of getting better at that as well. Defensively, who are – I mean, you had to replace guys like, you know, Alex Turner was a, a shutdown corner for you. But you had to replace a few guys, but uh, there is a lot of experience there on defense. Who are, who are some players who have really stood out, players, uh, you know, fans should watch on Saturday – uh, to have a big impact against Thornton in terms of shutting down their explosive offense? You know, I mean, I don't know if there's any one. It's, you, you look across the board, we've got a couple junior interior linemen, Marcus uh, Stone and uh-huh. uh, Dylan Rawlings, who've just been phenomenal for us. And um, we've got about four linebackers for three spots that we 
rotate in and out, um, you know, with Kay Truman and Isaiah Ophira, who's a sophomore, and two other, David Dingley and Cole Dunham, who are both senior linebackers. You know, they, uh-huh. you know they, they've got to make a bunch of tackles for us this week. That's going to be really important to stop them. They just, you know, Thornton, you know, they, they, it's not a super complex offense, but they run it really well, and, and they have a strong run game. So we've got to be prepared for that. Um, and then they've got athletes out wide. So, you know, our defensive backs, like I said, there's not a senior amongst them. Um, they, you know, they just got to make sure they know their jobs and know what they're doing. So, you know, we, we our, our front seven, definitely our strong point, but that young group of DBs has really come along. Certainly. And then obviously one of the storylines in high school football in general this year is the realignment. And now it's just Class A. There's no, sort, there's no North, there's no South, you know, um, a little bit more, I guess, than halfway through the season right now. What are your thoughts on how that realignment has played out? Well, I mean, I mean, I think that I can speak for all the Class A coaches saying, like, we think it's ridiculous that there's only eight. You know, I don't think any of us have any problems playing each other. You know, I don't I, – we can't wait for the game Saturday. We love playing Bonnie Eagle this year. We played in Sanford in the past, and they've, they've always had our number. We, You know, it's a great challenge for us. We enjoy it those pieces. Um, but, you know, an 18 class is is too small for Maine. We have plenty of teams that are big enough to compete. Um, I think that, you know, there was some talk about class B being too small, you know, and I don't know. I mean, you've got a number of schools that are 1,400 uh, kids in the school. And we've got 1,000. So we're considerably smaller, you know, and, there's, and 950 is class B. You know, so we're 50 away from that marker. I think that there's probably plenty of schools there in Class B that compete in Class A. You know, we've uh-huh. we've beaten both our Class B um, crossovers, but you know, there's there's other Class B schools that have beaten Class A teams, and you can see that the Class B schools are doing a pretty good job against some of those teams that dropped down. So, you know, it's it's a it's frustrating actually that that was the alignment, and you know, we hope that. There's more teams in, in Class A next year. Okay, Coach, thanks. And last question for you. Biggest key to uh, upending the, the Golden Trojans? Well, you, you got to play four quarters of mistake-free football. You know, they execute at a very high level. They don't make many mistakes. Um, you know, it, when it comes down, you know, they're deep. So, you know, it's got to be in that we've got to be close enough in the third and fourth quarter to have a shot. And then at that point, you know, our kids are going to have to dig pretty deep um, to withstand sort of the depth that they have on – on their side of the ball. So we can keep it close in the fourth or if we can get a lead and somehow hold that, but that's, that's what other teams have done and haven't been able to do it. So that, that fourth quarter effort level is probably going to be the key to this game. All right, Mark Soren, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and we appreciate your time. Great. Thank you.